What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Phenomena. Phenomena. That could be the whole show there, kids. And and, and let me tell you. Uh, in our extensive uh, pre-show preparation. That's, that's all of us. <laughs> <laughs> we just us jamming to the to the phenomenon. So. <laughs> so let's do this, America. This is uh, well. The the name for this show this week is Family Medicine Rocks Live. So I don't know. I'll do that. I like that. You like that? I like Today's, that. Uh, Tuesday, January 13, twenty fifteen, and and uh, yes, I, I I did pull the audio. From the last show, and then for, for this audio podcast, it's going to be show number 333. You're going to find it at slash Dr. Mike Sabella. So I have Dr. Mike Sabella in live here in Salem, Ohio, and, and of course, in the co pilot seat uh, tonight is uh, Dr. Jerry Tolbert. Uh, hello, Jerry. Good evening, Michael. Uh, how's it going there, buddy? Going well, going well. How about you? Hey, I like the uh, the new uh, logo thing there. What's what's up with that, man? Yeah, do you like that? I, I was messing around last week, and uh, before we decided we were going to call this Family Medicine Rocks Live, which I think is awesome, so I'm going to add an L to the logo. Uh, but uh, before we started that process, um, I was playing around with that Logoist software that we talked about last time and uh, came up with this. Um, it's kind of the cheater version. Uh, you know, I've used uh, used their template to come up with it, but it still looks pretty cool. And um, so that's cool. Yeah, for the uh, for the audio listeners, uh, you're missing out. So if you go to uh, mixvilla.tv, you'll be able to see the uh, the video cast of this deal. But uh, you'll be able to see this very cool logo that uh, you know Jerry just he just kind of just put together in like five minutes. It looks awesome. So uh, and actually, here, there, if you want to see a full size, full res version of it, let's share that across here. Uh, <sighs> We and do have the technology. Yes, we can this. rebuild them. Uh, so there you go. So I added the L. So now it's FMRL, Family Medicine Rocks Live. There you go. Um, so uh, uh-huh. you don't like that as much? No, we might be stealing some copyright uh, there because uh, I think I think I think STFM has FMDRL or something like that. Uh, well, there's no copyright on letters. Uh, Hmm. Well, we just want to get their attention, so they yell at us. So we, that's so we can get some good too. Um, we, can get, we can get some free press. I like FMR too, too. So yeah, it works better that way. But uh, oh, oh, you know what we could do? We could do FMR, and that could be like the the overreaching thing. And then we could put live across the bottom of it. I'll play with that. See what. Oh, uh, that's cool. Hey, is is it uh, is FMR kind of a little Urban Dictionary kind of bad stuff? I don't know. I don't know. I guess we I could. Know. If anybody out there knows, they can tell us. If not. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll look it up while you're uh, you're you're doing the, the lead in here. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, that, that's uh, so so we're looking we're, we're looking we're still looking uh, still evolving and trying to find the identity to the show as we do more of these. Uh, we actually might do something uh, like actually useful for people, uh, like talk about actual medicine stuff or education stuff in addition to the, all the fun that we're having. Uh, so, uh, so, so, yeah, that's kind of the goal of all of this as we kind of do all of this as we continue to have, um, you know, uh, you know, no viewers, uh, we can kind of, uh, continue to hone the show and, uh, see what's happening there. So, uh, so Jerry, did, Jerry, did, did, you, did you find anything bad there? But should, should we not do that? We should probably not do that. Probably. Uh, we're safe. But yeah, there are some <laughs> the we're, we're safe. Great. Um, remind me. Fun. Remind me to tell you after the show because it's not from this, this is, company. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. We we, yeah, want, we'll, we'll have our uh, post show. Uh, right. We we don't want the uh, we don't want the uh, um uh, the the tag the um explicit the, tag explicit, the explicit tag, yeah. tag. Yeah. Great. That's good. <laughs> All right. So we'll go back to the drawing board on that uh, on that deal there. No, I think still I think FMR is still good. I just think it's funny that there are some other things that Urban Dictionary does point out. Yeah. But I think we're good. I think um, those phrases um, are going to be in common. So here yeah. at uh, Family Medicine Rocks World Headquarters, it feels like nine degrees above zero. So <laughs> it's, uh, we've had a heat wave here uh, this week. Uh, Jerry, how's uh, how's it going down there? You get you guys. Did I see right here? Are you guys getting some, like like last week? You got some ice or all that yesterday? Time? Actually, yeah, we got some some pretty good ice yesterday, and um, my clinic was actually on an hour delay because of it. Tonight it feels like about twenty five degrees, but it did get up to a balmy thirty six today. Uh, and of course, you're not alone uh, there tonight. Uh, you, you do have a, a co-co-pilot uh, with you there. Is that is that right, Jerry? Yeah, co-co-co-co-pilots. Uh, there are two of them down there. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, the the Phoebe and the Lydia are uh, joining us. Uh, so, so did Mom leave you again? She she's like out to. <laughs> she did. She's decided that podcast time equals shopping time, which I'm still trying to figure out how that equates. But you know, whatever. If it gives me time to work, I can I can handle it. Hey. Time to work. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so how's it going? Uh, so, so I, so I, Jerry, so I have to tell you that uh, I'm, I'm very tired. Uh, so and if I how asleep, tired are you? Oh wait, I, if I fall asleep during the show, and, and I know that uh, he's he's look, looking at the Coco pilots. Uh, so I was working last night. And uh, so, so actually, so so just to let people know, uh, so I, I do. Uh, I'm one of the three people in all of America, uh, family doctors who still see patients in the hospital. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so I was on call for the hospital last night and watched the entire national championship, Ohio State, Oregon, which ended at about 12:30 a.m. Uh, and then, you know, just so excited, I watched ESPN for another two hours. So, Good night. do not feel bad for me. I'm not I looking don't. for sympathy. I'm just looking for people to make fun of me, which I usually don't have to beg people to do. Uh, so, so yeah, so a little bit, uh, we'll put on fumes here uh, today, Jerry. Oh, we have viewers. We actually have more viewers. Sweet. We actually have to, have to do a show here. Uh, so, uh, so shout out to all the viewers. And if the viewers want to make fun of us, uh, you know where to find us on Twitter and Facebook. And uh, we will give you a shout-out to who is actually uh, 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 watching us here tonight. So, so that, that's why I'm just kind of a little bit under the weather there. I, got, I do, have my, uh, do have my coffee here. 
Um, we're 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 out here in, in the middle of nowhere. This is not sponsored Ooh. by Tim Hortons. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, they've been open here in Salem for two weeks, and I've been there a lot. So, uh, but, but we we do hope they they uh, they sponsor the show. So, um, so so I'll be I'll be doing that. So, uh, uh, so how are uh, how are things with you there, man? Oh, he's. Uh, uh, he's I, was, into I was just yeah, I was just rocking a baby. She was a little uh, fussy there, but no, things are going well. Um, just staying busy. Uh, lots of of clinic today, and and uh, just chilling out. Um, got uh, a little bit of time today to put together a, a uh, new blog post for my doctor. Blog. Yeah, I know. I've been. Oh, share share with us. All, 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 see all, all these people that are listening to us and okay. watching us. So uh, <laughs> go ahead and talk about it. So I. Uh, Restarted Dr. Geek MD. I've had that uh, URL for a while, and I was blogging there for a little while, and just kind of sporadic with it. And today, I, I decided finally on the the tone that I want Dr. Geek and and here's to your health to take. So I decided to put up a post about wearable technology uh, and what it really means, and kind of where we are as far as generations. Uh, of of technology, you know, harkening back to the the late 90s, uh, early 2000s, you know, the MIT Wearable Computing Club and some of those other groups that were carrying around backpacks full of equipment and calling it a wearable computer. Um, when uh, now you can use a smartphone and a smartwatch and a smart pair of glasses, everything starts with smart. Don't know why, but uh, but you can use those things to uh, to communicate and to to uh, really interface with uh, the internet and, and interface with other people and it's much much less equipment to do much much more in terms of on body computing and it's only going to get better uh, people complain about the size of things like the iPhone 6 or the Nexus 4 uh, or the or Nexus 5 sorry or the um, Nexus 6 I guess is the newest generation or the Note 4 that's what I was trying to think of earlier um, you know, these big phones that are the size of my head. But if you think about it in terms of leaving that in your bag and interacting with it through another device, uh, say your smartwatch or your Google Glass, there's much less of a barrier to having something that large that you're carrying around all the time. And then when you need it, it's right there and you can go back to it. So, you know, the, the, the picture that I put up on the blog, let me pull that up here, one of the pictures anyway, was a... And uh, and when you mean wearables, I mean you mean you know just the stuff that they're talking about now, that stuff you put on, put on your wrist or sure. stuff that that you can put on your hip, or there's even these kind of health technology things that you put around your chest as far as measuring heart rate. Right. Uh, your Google Glass. I mean, is that is that the stuff that you're talking about? Exactly. It's anything that that any piece of technology that you can put on your body and carry around with you relatively easily, anyway. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that, that's kind of the, the the big the big thing now, um, especially over the past couple of years. You know, people know maybe sometimes know the uh, the the brand names like Fitbit and and uh, Nike Fuel Band, and um, I know Garmin has something, and this company has something, and that company has something. Uh, um, so what, what you're seeing on on the screen. Uh, is that uh, let me let me shift here to uh, to Jerry's screen? Uh, is um, <clears throat> uh, there it is a wearable tech revolution? 
that is at drgeekmd.com. Yeah, so drgeekmd. Uh, the, the wearable tech thing, you know, one of the big things, you know, if you look at that picture at the top that I've got posted there, is the uh, looking back at this guy wearing his you know, rear view mirror in front of his eyes and carrying a laptop and having a wired mouse that he's carrying around to be able to interact with that so that he can, that he can interface with that, that laptop. Think about now, you know, from my smartwatch, and my smartwatch is actually one of the first generation smartwatches, the Pebble, which is in the picture in the bottom there. Uh, from my smartwatch, I can control my music. I can uh, receive text messages to my smartwatch. I can see emails. Uh, on my smartwatch. If I had an Android phone, I could even kind of respond to some of those things and use two-way communication with it. And once the Apple Watch comes out, I'm stuck in the Apple ecosystem just because of all of the pieces I already have, so I'm kind of staying with what I've got. Uh, but I do like the Android ecosystem. They're both great, and they both have their pluses and minuses. But the idea is, is that that two-way communication will be much easier, so I can pull up on my watch phone calls or text messages or uh, apps that are that are interfacing to you know do everything from ordering pizza to ordering a taxi so there's a push these days to put your phone in your pocket and leave it there and so a bigger phone that's not really a problem because you can put a bigger battery in a bigger phone excuse me and you can put more computing power in a bigger phone and that allows you to do more longer and then you can offload some of those other duties like interfacing uh, just like you would do for your keyboard or for your mouse to something like a watch. So there's there's this idea of of increased in, increased interface capability there because of the wearables. Plus you're collecting information like you were talking about with things like the Fitbit or your um, Misfit or or any of the other Fit uh, containing uh, <laughs> names out there for those devices that are collecting information. That there are even devices now that are collecting health information. So AliveCore, which is a, a company that uh, makes cases for phones as well as um, a now even a stick-on Bluetooth EKG so you can get a single lead EKG um, and you can do something like that. Uh, it's a consumer-grade product. The FDA has approved it for consumer use. So uh, even some things as simple as that, you can be collecting data that you can share with your physician and that is going to be the future of what we do. It's going to be hard to figure out which data is important and which isn't, but until we start collecting it, we're never going to know. Yeah, I mean that's a, you did kind of go uh, uh, take that that next step that I was going to uh, bring up as far as you know we we have a lot of uh, I have some of my own patients and I know you know patients on the internet um, out there are saying hey we have all this data that we are collecting we want to present it to our physician to our clinician to our provider um, and what would be you know the best way to do that. Um, you know, people talk about, you know, the, the, the security or insecurity of, of things like, you know, text messages and email and an unsecure type of exchange of uh, information. Uh, and, you know, there's got to be some way, you know, that, you know, either, you know, the law's got to catch up or we need, you know, better um, security or, or you know, better type of data systems to try to integrate that. It would be cool, you know, to get some of, you know, some of this Fitbit data to put it into an EMR or into your medical record and process that and then, and then present uh, recommendations to the patient about some of this stuff. That'd be kind of cool. Agreed. The thing that you have to be careful of, too, though, is... <laughs> There's so much talk about security and other things like that. What what is going to 
and, and this is a, this is actually a question for you even. What what about this secure? You know, what about it is insecure? Let's put it that way. And and what if it? So what if it's insecure? I guess would be the next question. What are people afraid is going to happen with this data? And if there's no specific fear, it's just oh, it's free data, so that's uh, you know somebody's going to do something with it. I don't know that there's much that people are going to do with your heart rate or your heart rhythm or even your calories burned, calories in, calories out. That's going to be detrimental to you. I could see them using it to target you for ads for you know gym memberships and things like that. But honestly, if you need a gym membership or you need to get fit, those reminders may not be a bad thing. So I don't necessarily know that there's a you know the information that we're collecting, even if it's going into an electronic medical record, I don't know that there's a. I don't know that it's bad for that to be free, um, for that I, to be I, open. I think what people are concerned about is that if if if, if one piece of data is is in their mind, you know, um, is out there and for people to see and insecure, what what would stop kind of bad guys to dive into? Uh, more personal information. So I, I think that's the perception that that some people have out there, that you know either it should be all kind of secure, whatever that definition is, or not secure. Uh, and, and I think it's going to get take time for people just to kind of get over that because yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, people have information out there right now on different sites. You know, whether it's Google, whether right. it's Amazon. Um, and, and people seem to be okay with that, but you know, when, when it comes to health information, which I do understand up to some point, uh, people have a little bit of anxiety over. I, I understand the concept. I don't necessarily agree with it, and and even with my own personal data, I I will gladly tell you what my cholesterol was because there's nothing you're going to do to use that against me. You know, even if you're my insurance company, the, there's actually a law now that says that you can't use that against me. Uh, as much as people don't like the Affordable Care Act. One of the one of the provisions of the Affordable Care Act is that you can't use that information against me, whether you're an insurance company or an employer or some other entity. And so, I, you know, the idea here is, what what is there to fear? Uh, you know, what how do we how do we come up with that question? How do we how do we answer? You know, we can't answer people that that are that are afraid without knowing what they're afraid of. And that's that's the part that I'm still trying to figure out. To that end, though, you know that that health data, the information that we're collecting, it's all very important. But the other side of this is, we are constantly interacting with each other and with the the internet and with with uh, our environment and all of these other bits and pieces of you know what is now becoming the Internet of Things. I know, kind of last week we talked about that. That having that seamless interface is going to require some information gathering. You know, the, the, the computer is not going to be able to tell what you're doing or how you're doing it if it can't access that information. And if it's already accessing that information, why would you not want it to be cataloging that information? Because in the world of medicine, which is basically statistics applied to real life, why would you not want more information? More data equals better statistics in a lot of cases. Now, that's not always true, and I know garbage in, garbage out. There's a whole lot of arguments about what we're collecting and how it's going to work. But the idea is, why would you not want to quantify the pieces that we figure out are eventually important? You can dump the rest of it, and then until we figure that out, you just start collecting everything so that you have something to use to, to filter out. Now, signal noise. You know, the problem the problem we run into is, is processing power, but whatever. Uh, yeah, because I 
definitely have limited processing power. <laughs> I could see right. you glazing. That's why I stopped. Right there. <laughs> you know, it's just, just like, ah. <clears throat> and again, shout out to, uh, to, to all, everybody who's watching us because... Uh, How many do we have? How many do we have? Um, well, we, we, we have... Uh, but we have three three viewers. So. Sweet! Yes! <laughs> we love three you. Is non-zero. That's good. We love you people out there who we have are a non-zero number of viewers actually watching the show, um, <clears throat> and people who are listening to us afterward on the on the audio podcast. So big big shout out to everybody. We love you. Uh, we love you too out there. Um, so yeah. Oh, so uh, so uh, this week I, I got an interesting um, uh, interesting question from Twitter. Um, and uh, uh, it goes like this. It's uh, actually it, it is from, uh, and this is uh, one of the coolest uh, Twitter names. Her Twitter name is at Ballroom Diva MD. <laughs> so how cool is that? Um, so uh, her description is family medicine and addiction medicine doc patient ballroom dancer. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, so so give her a follow right now. She has. She has 84 followers right now, so uh, everybody out there, just just uh, give her a follow. Ballroom Diva MD. So here's her question. She says her residents are curious about good podcasts for education, especially having to do with general family medicine topics and and board review. And um, uh, so Jerry, so do do, do you know of any? I mean, uh, I was because uh, uh, what I told her was, you know, I. Uh, I know very little ones, but uh, um, do, do you have any suggestions for our, for our question from Twitter? Sure. As far as educational podcasts or podcasts that go over uh, information that would be pertinent, especially for residents, there are two that I listen to on a semi-regular basis. One is PodMed from Johns Hopkins. Uh, there are two physicians that essentially review literature, recent literature, and they do a really good job of putting those pieces of information into applicable settings. So they take bench science sometimes, or they take clinical uh, review studies, or they take information that's come from journals, and that was big news for the week, and they kind of go back and forth to decide, is this something that's important, is it something that's pertinent, is it something that we're going to use, or is it something that needs more study, and, and this is a good, good starting point. And they do a good job of kind of summarizing that. The other is the New England Journal of Medicine podcast, and they have a quick uh, summation of the articles in New England Journal. And so lots of, of good, quick information there. Uh, I haven't listened to that one in a while, so I don't know how it's formatted now. Uh, it used to be that it was basically just a review of the articles from top to bottom. They used to have one from uh, the AAFP. Uh, at least it was sanctioned, I think, by the AAFP. And I haven't heard it or gotten an update on it in my podcast feed in a long time. It was. Uh, it used to be some guys out of Pennsylvania that did a really good job of summarizing uh, some some articles as well, and I haven't heard that one in a while. I I at one point thought about doing something similar, but I didn't want to step on toes. So, uh, but that was that was a good place to to get information. Uh, and then um, there was one other one. Now I'm blanking on it. Actually, that wasn't general medicine topics. That was nature. Nature medicine actually does some cutting edge stuff, but it's more broad sweeping things than than straight up uh, clinical medicine. Nature Medicine. That mm -hmm. sounds interesting. Yeah, Nature Magazine, uh, the 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 cousin of Science Magazine, uh, and they have a podcast that is Nature Medicine, which is the subjournal, and it's a, it's really good. But it's all it's very cutting edge. It's stuff that we won't see in clinical practice for another ten or twenty years. 
Hmm. Well, see, there you go. So I, I will, uh, I will follow up with them with that, uh, with that information. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I wish that uh, you know that our own colleagues, or, or, or maybe I'm not even aware of it, and, and our family medicine colleagues are doing stuff already. I've done some there. searches and haven't found anything, but it would be great if people knew about it if they tell us for sure. That way, we could share it with everybody. I, I have contemplated in the past just sitting down with a journal and going through the the articles, just the the brief summation of the articles, the conclusions they reached, and then the levels of, of confidence and, and recommendations, because doing that on a podcast would at least have me reviewing it out loud, which you get two phases then of, of that wonderful uh, mythical uh, types of learning. And there you go. Oh, this one's to you uh, guys who do that podcast. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, kudos to you. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, cool. Cool. Um, let's see. There's there's a lot of stuff on the list uh, on the list here. Um, hey, hey, tell me about this EAB thing. I was hoping for a badge or a sword or something, but I haven't seen anything yet. Um, in the background, did did you get anything cool for this? Or tell just tell people about it. Uh, so I was contacted uh, by uh, the Mayo Clinic. Uh, the Mayo Clinic like, Center, like the, one, the one that sells like mayonnaise, or what? Which what? What are we talking about? Here? No, no, you know the 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 Mayo Clinic in uh, Rochester, Rochester, Minnesota. The, wow. So like no, so like the no. people that that are are uh, that everybody says are the best doctors in the world, um, um, at least on television. I, I'm joking. They're they're very good doctors. Don't I shouldn't down Mayo Clinic. They're pretty amazing. But uh, it's just funny people use that as a reference without ever checking. Uh, well, well, I know when I started in uh, uh, in social media, uh, there the, I think there were kind of the first hospital, or maybe even still the only hospital that has kind of a, a social media center within the the uh, the hospital. And uh, when I started doing social media, um, I went to a, a huge kind of a social media summit, which was kind of the first of its kind, I believe. Uh, and this was back you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. Um, and um, so they do, I think they do the coolest stuff when it comes to hospital-based um, social media stuff. Uh, so they have a, a, an advisory board, um, which are not just doctors. There are people in health communication, um, public relations, uh, with this kind of a specialty in health. Uh, and I, I, I've been following them for a long time. So they reached out to me uh, and said, "Hey, you know, we we have so, we have a, a spot on our advisory board uh, that is opening up, and uh, we th we think you'd be great doing that." Um, so starting this month, um, on, I'm one of I think about uh, five or six or seven people, uh, new people who are on that board, uh, serving a, a three-year term, uh, being an advisor uh, to the um, uh, Mayo Clinic Center for Social Media, which is I'm very excited about. This is kind of one of the, the coolest things I've, I've ever been asked to do. Uh, they have an annual meeting, uh, and they have kind of regional meetings all around the country, too, talking. Uh, they're targeting social media and hospitals, but uh, I know that they want to uh, reach out to um, uh, other kind of industries, you know, like pharma um, and like communities, 
doing uh, social media as well. Uh, so, um, so they had a big write-up that was just kind of put on their website uh, uh, this week. Uh, if you just Google uh, Mayo Clinic Center of Social Media, you'll get to their website there, and you'll get to see my picture there, saying, "Hey, I'm part of them now." Uh, so uh, they're they're uh, <clears throat> they actually they have a, a, a their annual meeting is coming up in the summer, and they have a, a their first international. Uh, kind of social media summit, which is going to be in Australia uh, in September, which will be awesome to go to. Uh, but the big uh, uh, family practice, family medicine AFP meeting is going to be right after that. So I doubt I'll be able to get the time off for that. But uh, I think I'll be going. going I think up you should just tell them two things. What's that? The first is Australia. Come on. And then second is that's not. Oh wait, how's it go? It's, it, Take um, two. Take two. Yeah, hold on. So, so <laughs> the original line is, that's not a knife, this is a knife. And so you should say, that's not a conference, this is a conference. <laughs> um, so yeah, so for the past yeah, two, three days, uh, two, three, yeah, two, three days uh, yeah. on Twitter and Facebook, um, been uh, getting some shout-outs and kudos, not just for me, but the new people on the board. Uh, so I'll be, uh, uh, I'll be talking about them a lot. Um, on my social media platforms, Twitter and Facebook and blogs and, and all that stuff, and it's a huge, uh, huge opportunity uh, to meet a lot of new, a lot of new people, um, and to say, hey, you know, I'm associated with the Mayo Clinic in some way, which is very, very cool. So That's awesome, dude. Um, so very excited about that. You'll be there'll be more stuff that, that uh, we'll be talking about. Uh, and uh, so yeah, yeah, that, that that that's the big thing is I haven't written a blog post yet at drmexfellow.com, but that should be forthcoming uh, soon, telling people how excited I am to be a part of them. So, uh, so it's very very cool. I'm very excited! Yay! <laughs> <clears throat> I got I the need, golf clap. Got I need an clap. applause. I got I got to put some carts together here so we have some uh, some sound effects. Um. So yeah, 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 very cool. Um, let's see what else. Uh, what else is going on? You know, I I, I did write something on my uh, uh, on the blog this week at uh, drmixville.com, which uh, I want to give a big shout out to our friends um, in the family medicine revolution, our our social media activist group. Uh, from uh, from family medicine, um, <clears throat> and uh, a cool thing happened. We're, we're just kind of showing some love to uh, to one of our uh, kind of uh, family members or friends in our our community. Um, somebody who who I've met maybe just uh, once or twice. Um, her name is Carla Booker, and, and she's a, a family physician in Georgia, um, and uh, she uh, got married uh, last uh, fall. Uh, to someone she's known for a very, very long time. Um, and you can get more information about this at drmixville.com. Um, and um, her husband was diagnosed uh, with uh, end-stage cancer, um, and uh, he passed away um, uh, about a week ago. Uh, and uh, what I saw on my social media channels uh, was very, very cool from our friends in, in family medicine. Uh, uh, it was Carla and Kent, uh, and Kent uh, loved uh, Haagen-Dazs uh, butter pecan ice cream. Uh, and and what, what I saw kind of on my Facebook page and also on Twitter are uh, people kind of uh, doing a kind of a hat tip or recognizing uh, Kent uh, and Carla 
um, having uh, his favorite ice cream, taking a picture of it, um, and putting it on Twitter and putting it on Facebook, um, and, and using even using a hashtag. The hashtag uh, is Hagen Dawes, the number four Kent. Hagen Dawes. Uh, for Kent, and, and I talk about that in this blog post. Uh, and um, after I wrote that up, uh, this I've been seeing a lot, lot more pictures of it. Uh, and a very cool thing is, is uh, the Hagen Dazs, the company uh, in the U.S., uh, put on their cover page or cover photo for on Facebook, uh, butter pecan ice cream. Um, and I think they're trying to uh, get people to donate um, to. I think the family uh, wanted the, the uh, American Lung Association, so they're trying to get Hawk and Dawes to uh, make a donation to them. Uh, so, uh, so that is one of the one of the cool things about social media is that you know, not only is it is it used, you know, kind of in you know a, a troll type way, uh, people just angry and and frustrated. Um, it's used for you know something like this. Um, you know, showing some love, showing some recognition, showing that you're sending your thoughts and prayers to, to a person or the family or the memory of somebody. Uh, and if you want to get more information, you know, I, I probably kind of butchered their story because you have to read the articles um, in the links um, uh, that I put on there on drmixville.com of a couple of articles from their local newspaper um, in his obituary, which was very well written. Uh, and, and go there, and, and the, the blog post is, is called uh, FM Revolution Shows Love. And uh, um, even in my Facebook uh, post, uh, uh, Facebook kind of timeline today, I'm seeing people uh, all around the world uh, having their Haagen-Dazs Peak on Ice Cream uh, for Kent, Haagen-Dazs for Kent. Uh, so I want to give a big shout-out not only to our cool family medicine uh, community, but also... Uh, I'm sending condolences uh, to Carla and her family. Uh, I, I uh, wish I met the guy, you know, and I wish I knew them a little bit better. But uh, just from what I'm reading uh, from uh, all of her friends out there, very, very cool uh, what they're doing. So I just wanted to uh, give them a little bit of shout out on on uh, some some cool things that are happening. So, um, uh, Jerry, take over. <laughs> Yeah, that that was an amazing uh, outpouring of of respect and love from the family medicine community, and and I really uh, do, as Mike said, send my condolences to Carla and hope that that she is making it through. Uh, as far as other topics, there are a lot of different things that we've been talking about. You know, we talked about the things that that we were writing about and the things that we're talking about for social media the things that we've got going on in our lives. And one of the few things that uh, I've got going on with a bunch of babies uh, here is we had been talking about potentially going to um, to Disneyland uh, for a group trip with some of our friends. And unfortunately, uh, we found out uh, earlier this week that uh, Disneyland was partially responsible for a measles outbreak. So we have decided at this point that Disneyland is probably off for a little while, at least until the small ones who are crying at the moment. Oh, hey, say hi. Can you say hi? Uh, until the small ones have reached uh, MMR age, measles, mumps, and rubella vaccination age, we will probably forego trips to large amusement parks uh, in the foreseeable future. It's an interesting... Uh, confluence of events that has led us there, but it's probably a wise idea, all things considered. 
We also talked about influenza, and there's a pretty good indication that things have started to dip, but as usual in influenza, there's usually a biphasic peak, meaning two, two hills uh, in that graph, uh, one early in the flu season, one later in the flu season, and we're getting to that later peak. So I wouldn't be surprised if even though things have been dropping, that over the next few days that they do start to increase again. So we do want to make sure that people, if you haven't gotten your flu shot, it is still a good idea. Uh, and CDC today had a, uh, a Twitter chat uh, about influenza and giving people a chance to ask questions, and they really hit hard on, on some really good facts about the flu vaccine and what uh, is important and what is not necessarily important. And so if you've got any questions about influenza, check out cdc.gov and click on the link there for their influenza information. We love CDC. Uh, really good information. Um, and I get that question in my office uh, every day. You know, where, where do I get my information? Um, and I always go to, to CDC. Not only do they have good educational things, but they have kind of the graphs and the trends. Um, and Jerry, you may have uh, mentioned that already. Uh, but uh, but we love we, we love CD the CDC.gov website. I was mentioning, yeah, that, that influenza at this point is is in that nadir in between peaks when uh, usually during these seasons the actual influenza seasons here those last couple we've had fairly light seasons this year uh, the numbers have been a little bit higher I'll be honest if you go back and look at the data across time as far as reporting data reported data it's not really horrible it's bad every year and so the more people that get vaccinated the better we're gonna better off we're gonna be as a, as a population yeah, exactly, and uh, that, that's one of the things that uh, you know, Jerry and I would want to do. Maybe try to evolve on this show. We're on this podcast, is you know, trying to give you, you know, not only fun information but useful information, information for the public, information for patients. Um, and if you guys have suggestions for us to for us to talk about, um, <clears throat> you can go to drmaxwell.com or you can find me on Twitter. Uh, and because uh, we want to try to make this uh, podcast not only entertaining but also informative and useful um, for um, all of you um, out there. So, um, but yeah, you know, at the beginning of the year this year, you know, it's been, <laughs> or even the end of last year, there's been a lot of kind of infectious disease and infection type of stories as far as the, you know, Ebola and and influenza. Um, and all that uh, type of stuff. So, but what, what do you got, got got there going on there, Jerry? Um, I was just going to say. Uh, so, so here's the here's the key points from this PSA that we've just given you. Make sure, folks, uh, to cover your coughs, wash your hands, and if you haven't already, please get your flu vaccination because the more you know, the safer you are. You gotta love NBC. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, um, okay. <laughs> I think I, I think uh, I think that's what's on our list. I, th I think we'll kind of end a little bit early here because uh, I'm kind of uh, running out of gas here. So <laughs> as always, we did get a, an email here just a, uh, over the last couple of weeks. We've gotten a few emails to remind us uh, NCCL coming up, end of April, beginning of May. Don't forget to uh, prepare for that to start asking about vacation time. I know some folks have to start early. The the dates for that the 30th of April through the 
was it second of May, first of May? I guess I should have rehearsed that for I... Yeah, I believe it is. <laughs> you know how you find out. You watch the video that we put together. <laughs> on the FM Revolution website as well as on uh, on my YouTube channel, uh, if you're ever searching for it. So that's uh, Dr. Tolbert, D-R-T-O-L-B-E-R-T. And uh, you can find that there. Yeah, April 30th through May 2. And uh, you can get more information at the AFP website, afp.org slash leader, L-E-A-D-E-R. So uh, they have already have some cool graphics on there. AFP Leadership Conference, Gather for a Purpose. Uh, don't miss the Family Medicine Leadership event of the year. And uh, <laughs> we'll probably be talking about that cover yeah, page and cover photo for a while. <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, and also, um, coming up, I think just in about a couple weeks, um, I'll be going to Kansas City for their winter committee cluster meeting. I know some of our friends in FM Revolution will be out there as well. Whoop, whoop. Um, so that's going to be a good time. Uh, and I also have a state meeting coming up um, in about a week and a half uh, in the uh, great city of Columbus, Ohio, where uh, our state chapter will be talking about stuff. So uh, it's kind of the the advocacy update um, on that. So uh, so yeah, I think uh, I, th I think I think we're done here, uh, Jerry. Do you got uh, got anything else for us? Nope. Uh, follow me at Dr. Tolbert on Twitter, and feel free to send uh, questions or requests uh, for, for things you want to hear about on this podcast. That question you had tonight was awesome, and if we can get more questions like that, we'll be happy to do some research and answer those questions or answer them out of what we already know. All right, man. And uh, I am uh, Dr. Mike Savilla, drmikesavilla.com, and uh, on Twitter at uh, drmikesavilla. And I apologize for the low energy tonight. I'll work on that next time. Uh, but the good news is this is like two weeks in a row that we're doing this. So very excited about that, Jerry. <laughs> we got to make it to 12, though. Isn't that the magic number in podcasting, 12 episodes? And then once you get past that point, then you're, then you're set. Uh, I hope so. A uh, big shout-out to uh, the, the people that are uh, listening, watching us live and uh, who are listening to the archive podcast afterwards. So we are slowly... Building the audience there. That's right. we got to build the community. Be a part of the conversation. Well, actually not. We don't have any way to do yeah, that. Say that. Well, we can. Other than Twitter. It's Twitter and Facebook. People can. Right. And we could put questions in the Hangout. Then we could have a Q&A session. Hmm. See, we're... we're right, we'll figure it out. We're, we're figuring out what we're, we're uh, evolving. This, uh, <laughs> you know. So the, the third... Uh, well, the, the first of three uh, has returned, so uh, she may be running down here to jump on my lap here in a second. So, hey, you got the you got the phenomenon song to close out there, Jerry. I do. Give me just a second here. You mean the phenomenon right, song? So, that's right. So yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll be doing this here, uh, hopefully uh, on a more regular basis uh, out there. So uh, thanks everybody who uh, watched us live and uh, watched us on the archives and listened to us uh, on an archived uh, podcast. And uh, so we're 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 getting better. Well, at least I feels like we're getting better. I don't know. Maybe we are. And on that note, there we go. Say good night, Jerry. Good night, Jerry. Phenomena. 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 <laughs>
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.